Time now for... Posing a bit of a question. But my question is... I don't get where all the smells go. I don't get it. I don't get why they have little plastic things in your collar, in your business shirt. When lightning hits the water, how come the fish aren't dead? I don't get it. What happens to mosquitoes? They pester us all summer, then winter comes along and they disappear. Rubber on the pencil is usually white. Why do they make our car tyres black? Why don't dogs squint? Why don't you get... So they're all examples of I don't get it. If you've got one, something you're not quite sure about... Um, let us know. one three hundred eight hundred triple two is the phone number. one three hundred eight hundred triple two. The text 467 uh, One we had last week was, you know, in all the cartoons, when you get hit in the head, you see stars, sometimes even little birdies twinkling. Is there any truth to that? If, you are, if you're bumped in the head and you're, you're about to become unconscious, uh, are you likely to see stars? Dr. Nicholas Price from the Department of Physiology at Monash University joins us. Hi, Nicholas. Hi, James. How are you? Good. Might you see them? Yes, absolutely. Oh. So what the questioner is uh, talking about experiencing is called a phosphine, and that is the perception of light without photons of light actually entering the eye. Right. Right. And how, why, how and why? So, well, in the 5th century BC, the Greeks thought it was due to fire in the eye. Mm. But it's essentially due to misactivation of neurons or or brain cells due to a range of causes, including electrical or chemical, or in this case, a physical stimulation. Um, And for people who want to experience this without necessarily getting punched in the head, you can try it now. So if you just close your eyes and gently rub them for a few seconds... Then what you might experience is flashes and pops of light, oh, yeah. and these are mechanically generated phosphines. Yeah, I've got it. Wow. Okay. Great. And there's nothing. So if you get hit in the head, that that right. And and is there any, you know, reason, evolutionary reason, I guess, why we do that? Anything that's kind of useful about it? Well, I can I can sort of give you three reasons that it might happen. So, mm. in the eye, the retinal cells are really energetically demanding. So they need a lot of oxygen. Uh, they need a lot of blood flow, a lot of oxygen and glucose. Yep. And so if by, by pressing on your eye, then you're briefly changing the blood flow. Yep. And so these, these cells are going to misfire. And that can also happen if you stand up too quickly, you'll get a whiteout or a blackout. It's just loss of blood flow. Yep. Um, the other thing that could happen is you can just be mechanically stretching the neurons in the eye and that will make them misfire and that'll give you this, this um, sort of inappropriate perception okay um but if you if you actually knock your head then the visual effect can last for seconds or even minutes and so that can't be just due to mechanical stimulation of the eye Um, people tend to think that our visual perception happens entirely in the eye but the role of the eye is really to convert patterns of light from the world into these patterns of electrical activity and they're passed back to the back of the brain the visual cortex so hitting your head is likely to briefly change the blood flow in your brain and that can starve neurons of oxygen and then they can become highly electrically active for a period of time and it's this highly active period that would probably cause you to see stars for seconds or minutes Um, and it's possible that that's even the same mechanism that's causing 
visual auras when some people get these visual auras in migraines. And it's possibly the same sort of mechanism. Thank you very much for that. Much appreciated. No worries. Good on you, Dr. Nicholas Price, Department of Physiology, Monash Uni. I don't get it. Okay, so if you've got an I don't get it, uh, or you can help with an answer, the number's one three hundred eight hundred triple two. Phone text is zero four six seven nine double two seven zero two. Now, Raphael texts in. I don't get why the names of the ninth to twelfth calendar months pertain to the numbers seven to ten. So it's September, October, November, December. September's the seventh. Sept means seven. October the sorry, September's the ninth month, but. Sept means seven. October is the tenth month, but oct is eight, isn't it? Octagon. November is the eleventh month. Does that mean nine? And dec, uh, de- de- decile is ten, but December is the twelfth month. Isn't it because a couple of, wasn't August shoved in late or something? Anyway, you, you might be able to help us. Uh, Julian, what don't you get? Um, I don't get... How come, like when you drive a car through a creek or a crossing or something and your lights go underwater, hmm. they still work? They don't short out. But yet water is a conductor, isn't it? And like hmm. if you chucked a 240 volt lead, say in a puddle and stood in it, you'd get electrocuted if you didn't have any shoes on. Yeah. But yet, you know, water's a conductor. So how come you can drive your car into a lake or something and the lights should work? Yeah, okay. We'll they tr- don't short out. The power doesn't short out. Well, we will try and sort it out for you. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Margaret, what don't you get? Oh, James, uh, I'm 84, and mm. when I was, you know, in my younger days, um, people said um, back in the days, yeah. and it's become back in the day for some reason or other, and I can't understand why, because it was always back in the days. Well, back in the say, days makes more sense, yeah. Yeah, well, see, uh, you don't say uh, day of yours. You say days of your, don't you? Mm. So you... I, I don't understand which why it changed or if it's just sort of uh, an affectation at the at we'll the try time. and find out. If you could just be laziness, but we will, uh, you know, day is shorter than days, but we'll, we'll try and find out. Um, the phone, one three hundred eight hundred. Triple two and the text oh four six seven nine double two seven oh two. Paul, what don't you get? I don't understand why the lubrication strip on a razor blade is before the razor. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you yeah. think it lubricate your skin prior to the razor? Oh, blade. I see. Yeah. Wait, let me think. Yeah. No, but yep. Yeah, I think I get you. But don't you if you drag it toward you? What am I saying? Down. Yeah, down. Then doesn't the lubrication strip hit the bit hit every bit of skin before the razor or not? No, no. It, it, mm. The razor hits first, and then the lubrication strip is after. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a very good question. We will try and uh, we'll try and find out. Uh, Patrick, hello. What don't you get? Good evening, James. Good day. When I, when I listen to weather reports, I'm always confused by the fact that they might say something along the line of. Caesar at one metre on a one and a half metre swell. I don't understand what's the difference. Yeah, maybe the one metre is the average and the one and a half metre swell is the, you know, the, 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 the highest wave. But I don't know either. So someone hopefully will explain that to us. Thank you very much. Uh, Bob, what don't you get? Yeah, hi, James. Good um, if I say I'm going to strike you, you would 
pretty well accept I mean, I mean I'm going to hit you. Yes. Or if I've struck something or somebody, I'd, I'd hit them. Yep. Yet in American baseball, if you miss a ball, it's a strike. So it's a strike for not hitting something. Yeah, right. Yeah, if you miss equals a strike. That's true. Although you can still get a strike by hitting the ball if you hit a foul. But but I take your point. Uh, but three that, strikes and you're out, so you're yeah. out for not hitting a ball three times. Even though, yeah, it should be non-strikes. Misses. Yeah. yeah, okay, thank you. So this is what we've got so far. Margaret wants to know why it's back in the day, when it used to be back in the days. Julian wants to know how come you, if you drive through a big, deep puddle – your lights will still work and they won't short out. Are we sure they won't? Um, because water's a conductor. Paul wants to know why the lubrication strip on a razor blade is after, not before the blade. Raphael wants someone to explain why the seventh, sorry, the ninth to the twelfth month refer to the seventh to the tenth numbers, September, October, November, and December. Patrick, what does Caesar at one metre with a one and a half metre swell mean? Bob, why is a strike when you, uh, m- you know, w- when you usually miss the ball rather than hit it? So if you can help with any answers, if you've got any more questions, one three hundred eight hundred triple two is the number to call. The text oh four six seven nine double two seven oh two. I don't get it. Someone wants to know why feathers don't tickle chickens. I guess because they're not against their skin, are they? Or maybe they are. Uh, a couple of people have texted in, you shouldn't be driving in flood water. Yes, that's very true. Thank you. Someone wants to know the uh, name of the book that Dan Gregory and Kieran Flanagan were talking about their book uh, earlier on, about an hour ago. Selfish, Scared and Stupid is the name of the book. Uh, G'day, James. The months are out of whack because Julius Augustus Caesar put in two months named after himself, July and August. That is, uh, I mean, I can understand one, but two, goodness. Uh, John, the calendar, is that right? Yeah, that's, I've got the same answer, but I thought it was two Roman emperors. I thought it was Julius Caesar and Augustus. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, the, uh, I didn't know Julius second name was uh, Augustus anyway. Yeah, but he was, his, his, uh, the, the, the one after him was called Augustus, wasn't it? So maybe, maybe that's right. Yeah, well, it, uh, anyway, the, uh, it's, it's the two Roman emperors that wanted to be immortalised. And, um, and they have been. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good on you. Tony, you can help with headlights and the swells. Yeah, that's right. The headlights are basically a sealed unit. And when you go through a puddle uh, or, you know, a bit of a flood, you uh, the water doesn't get a chance to really get into the headlights. Right. Uh, so um, unless you keep your car in there, they're going to gradually leak into there and short them out. But unless you've got a big crack in your headlight, you're going to be fine. Good. And what about the swells? Yeah, you were dead right. It's the average is the one and the maximum's the 1.5. Um, so that's why it's the swells up to one. Wow. I so, I so like it when people say that. You were right. Thank you very much, Tony. Good to talk to you. <laughs> No worries. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much. Uh, someone says there's an air p- pocket under the bonnet of cars for a limited amount of time. Now, Marilyn, what don't you get? Oh, hi, James. Hi. Look, being summertime, okay, and I have horses and dogs and this mm. myself, you know how flies really worry horses around their eyes and yeah. their face? 
and human beings. So we're putting fly veils on horses and human beings, if they're going out, they put a, often a veil over themselves if mm. they're in the bush. But dogs and cats, the flies don't worry them around their eyes mm. and their head. And I'm just one. I think cattle get worried as well by flies yeah. around the eyes. But dogs and cats don't. And I'm just wondering why. We, we, I wonder what they're after when they are hanging out near well, our they eyes. Go, they go in right into the corners of your eyes and, so and they try and get up your nose and everything yeah. like that. But it doesn't happen to dogs yeah, and no, cats. Yeah, I, no, I, I get you. But I wonder what they're after. Are they after moisture maybe? And um, Anyway... We'll try and find out. Thank you very much. That's very interesting. And so there's two questions really. What are the, what are, wh- why not dog, why don't they bother dogs and cats, flies, but what are they, what are they after? What are they expecting to find that is of benefit to them near my eye or Black Beauty's eye? Alice, what don't you get? I don't, uh, hello, how are you? I'm very good. Jolly marvellous. Now, what I don't get is um, the thing on the on the oh, gosh, I can't even remember what it's called. You know when you when you're vacuuming, yeah. And up near where the vacuum cleaner pipe, what thing you call it, bends, there's a little vent. Right. What purpose does that serve? Right. Okay. A little because I am one of life's vacuum. happy vacuumers. Yeah, but you always I, yeah. I enjoy it, but and I look at that thing and I flip well, it, it up and down. Yeah, no, and I've tried to give myself a million reasons. Well, we will try for f- which it might exist, but so far nothing. We'll try and find out for you. Um, hi, James. No expert, but I reckon the strike refers refers to the strike of a pen on the scorecard rather than the strike of a bat. Thanks for the show, David, Tasmanian. Someone else suggests taking a strike at the ball as distinct from affecting a strike upon the ball. Yeah. So strike would be you have tried to strike the ball. Um, and that would explain why it's consistent whether if you if you miss the ball or you hit it and it fouls out, it's still a strike. So if you have taken a strike at the ball, except that if you don't take a strike at the ball but it's over the plate, it's still a strike. So maybe it's if you, A, took a strike at the ball, or B, should have, because it was in the area. You have to strike at it. Something like that. Um, headlights, Max, what can you tell us about headlights? Uh, the previous gentleman with the um, light being in a silver beam, that's a fairly old car. Most, of these, uh, most cars these days have um, maybe halogen or some, some other type. Uh, and I would think if you went into water with those, they'd, uh, they'd crack with the heat. Mm. But m- my belief is that distilled water or pure rainwater uh, will not conduct electricity unless there's any impurities in the water that give it conductive ability. Oh, right. So I've seen people put a TV into into distilled water and turn it on. It'll work because um, they can't short out. But I uh, stand to be corrected. Okay. No, that sounds, that sounds, well, it sounds intriguing. Thank you very much. Uh, Katrina, Hi. Hello. What don't you get? I don't get chemtrails. Why we use them and what they're for. The uh, white trails in the sky. Yeah. So you mean, oh, now we had an answer to this a while ago or it might have been three years ago. I can't remember. Um, But, you know, if you see a plane, it might leave a vapour trail. Is that what you mean? Sorry? (laughs) If you... 
see a plane, it might leave a, like a white vapor trail behind it. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Clinton, um, you can tell us about seas and swells, can you? Yes. A little bit worried about the previous answer given, so I'll yeah. pop up another one. All right, good. The swell is left over from the wind that might be up to a couple of days old. Um, so you might have a really big storm a couple of days ago, and that'll leave a swell that'll quite travel quite a long distance. Yeah. Uh, so they're often big, like, rolling waves that you see at sea. Right. Uh, now, the, the sea talks about the immediate waves, so what the wind's doing to the water now. So the effect that you get when you're out in a boat, you might have these long rolling swells that are rolling in, say, from the west. Yeah. Um, but on top of that are these ripples on top, and the ripples can actually be quite big. So you can sometimes, in Bass Strait, you'll often hear, say, a westerly swell of five or six metres, and on top of that might be a sea of potentially four or five metres. Now, what that'll produce is a wave that could be nine metres high because you've got a sort of a big high chop on top of an already high swell. So you add the two numbers together and you get potentially the maximum wave height. Getcha. And it's all explained beautifully on the Bureau of Meteorology's website. <laughs> I'm sure. Very good. Thank you very much. Bye. Well done. Uh, strike zone applies to area between shoulders and hips. Someone texts in, everything else is correct. Good, I think. Good. good. Thank you. Horses have a type of sugar in their blood and flesh, not found in most other mammals, says J2. So that suggests their, uh, a reason for their attractiveness to flies. Seas caused by localised winds, very short period, think shop. Swell caused by storms and winds travelling across water for a long time from far away. Think of those days when big lines of swell are rolling in and no chop, big swell and no seas can have both and they're the days that are like washing machines. Good, thank you. Stephen Forrestville. Hi, James. Strike in baseball is an attempted swing at the ball, whether you hit it or not, according to the rule book. Also, if the pitcher gets the ball over the home plate and you have not swung, implying you should have swung anyway. Go figure. Okay, good, thank you. So there's four, as far as I can tell, that we, we've got nowhere with. Margaret, why is it back in the day rather than back in the days? Paul wants to know why the lubrication strip on a razor blade is after you've passed rather than before. Uh, Marilyn and the flies, we might need a bit more information on that. Uh, why do they like us and horses but not dogs and cats? Alice and her mysterious vent in the vacuum cleaner, what is it for? And if someone can remind me about chemical trails or trails that planes leave and what they're for. Vapor trails, I suppose they're called. Mark, you can help with the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that, if you open that little flap that shows not full power going to the hose, so if you're vacuuming delicate things... It's not the full full suction of the, oh, the hose. Yeah, right. It just dissipates the power. Yeah, bit. yeah. It lessens it, so it's not full power. Yeah. If you, in case you're doing delicate things. Good. With a razor blade, I think yeah. that'd be because it goes after the blade because you'd be flattening the whisker out before you got before the blade got to it. If it was in front of it, right. So you couldn't. It doesn't make that scraping. Yeah. And then the per point of it after is just to smooth things Well, you don't just go over. across your face once. You sort of go across it a few times, don't you? Well, yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it makes I sense. Think so. yeah. Good on you. Thank you. Um, uh, Mark, the chemical trails that planes leave. Yeah, look, the, the question kind of answers itself. Um, when you burn any fuel, so jet fuel or diesel or, or petrol, 
One of the combustion products is water. That's why you often see water coming out of the tailpipes of cars first thing in the morning. Yep. So, so you typically have water vapour coming out of the back of the jet engine, uh, and if the atmospheric conditions are right, uh, cold enough or dry enough or whatever, it just condenses straight away into right. basically, yeah, so it just condenses into fog or cloud or, you know, so the water uh, vapour becomes water droplets, and that's why it forms a, a vapour trail. Good on you. Thank you very much. Here's a good one from Wayne. How come all the good UFO photos were better in the 50s and 60s rather than more contemporary ones where technology is far better? That is a very interesting question. Uh, Miro, what can you help us with? Uh, good evening, James. G'day. Uh, uh, the gentleman who asked about the headlights, I'd like to put up something there. Um, in relation to the type of electricity that's being used in batteries, it's uh, DC, and that tends to electri- electrolyze the water and split it into hydrogen and oxygen. Mm. That's a relatively slow process, and once the car's in the water, your power windows and your headlights will work for a couple of minutes, so you can actually use them after you're in the water because the ground of the battery and the ground of the lake are of the same potential. Right. Thank you. And the positive of the battery is the only charge that's being dissipated into the water and into the headlights. Getcha. And did you have something from the vacuum cleaner as well? Um, it's there to regulate the amount of pressure that you're building up at the end of the nozzle. So if you suck up half your curtains into the nozzle, you can release the curtain without switching off the vacuum cleaner, or you can reduce the power of your vacuum cleaner without uh, without um, having to adjust the the motor speed or something like that. So it allows you to change things on the fly. Cool. Thank you. Good on you. I think we've nearly got them all tonight, which is rare but happy. Bruce, did you have something to add to the discussion about strikes? Uh, not too much to add to it, but I just like to voice my opinion. And why does a cricketer take strike? Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. So yeah, when the batsman goes out the bat and he's there, he takes strike. Yeah, yeah. They, that's when they say they mark their guard and, and yeah. work out where they're going to tap their bat. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a very good question. We'll. Um, Try and find an answer. Thank you. And Brian, more on strikes. Yes, James. Strike, um, when you have, have a stage, when you're doing a theory and you strike the stage, you clear everything out of the stage. When you have people go on strike, they clear out. So you've got nothing. So when something goes through, that's literally a strike. I mean, nothing's happened. So if you don't hit the ball, it's gone straight through. It's clear. Yeah, right. Getcha. Yeah, I see what you mean. Thank you very much. Okay. Good on you. So um, that's about all for I Don't Get It tonight. If we'll have a look and if there's any we missed, we'll try and sort them out next week.